Welcome to the Dr. Karen Health Show. I'm Dr. Karen and I come to you every Wednesday with a podcast on a topic that I think you should know about to do with your health. My vision is to help you create health. So I am a holistic health coach and thank you everybody for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoy it and you get great valuable information. It's more of a conversation so I love to give you information about things I'm thinking about and things that maybe you are not told by your doctor. So today I'm going to talk about bone health, something we don't talk about much. I know I've had a a bone density scan of a few times now, so I would say about four times. And I'm very fortunate because I'm very strong and I have a lot of muscles and muscles are really good for your bones. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. So You may have heard of a term called osteoporosis. Porosis, think about that word porous. If you think of a porous rock, you think of a rock that's kind of got um, some holes in it. Think about a really hard rock versus a porous rock. So that's how we get the word osteoporosis to do with our bones. And then there's a term called osteopenia, which is what happens before you get osteoporosis. So if you've had a bone density scan, you want to know if there's any osteopenia or osteoporosis. So uh, the things I'm going to talk about are things you can do immediately to support bone health, because this is not a show about medical diagnosis or treatment. It is about creating health and what you can do to actually build your health up. So Can you believe that about 54 million Americans have poor bone density? There's a society called the National Osteoporosis Foundation. And you can get a lot of good information. If you're concerned about your bone health, you might want to look up the National Osteoporosis Foundation because they have a lot of really good information. The problem is the first sign of osteoporosis unfortunately is often a fracture, a bone fracture. And at that point, it becomes much more difficult to improve bone health. So I'm here to talk to you about how to improve bone health, specifically for foods to avoid for bone health. And you might be surprised. One of them you're probably not surprised about, but the other ones you might be a little surprised. And not only is um, food, of course, very important for supporting bone health, but I could not talk about bone health without talking about something near and dear to my heart, which is weight-bearing exercise, W-B-E, weight-bearing exercise. Now, it's important that it's weight-bearing, and I'll talk about what that means, because as I said at the very beginning, I am strong, I have a lot of muscles, and muscles are attached to bones. And when you work muscles, you are strengthening your bones. So I was a competitive swimmer, as many of you probably know if you've been following me, and so swimming would not be considered weight-bearing exercise. It is great for so many things, flexibility, cardio, and lung health, and so, so, so much. I'm so grateful for my swimming career. But unfortunately, that water helps support any gravitational effects. So weight-bearing exercise would be the boot camp I do because we do 
jump squats. We do lunges. I use weights. So even if you use five pound weights for your upper body, make sure you've got bones in your upper body too. Do some upper body weights, just little weights, whether it's biceps, triceps, use those resistance bands. There's the word resistance. Anytime you're using resistance against gravity, you are strengthening your bones. And remember vitamin D and vitamin K and magnesium and calcium are all important for bone health. And I will repeat that at the end of today. But let's talk about the dietary habits, the four foods that I want to talk to you about that really can affect your bone health. The first one is the one I'm thinking you probably know about, and that is carbonated drinks, soft drinks, sodas, and yes, even diet soda. Why is that so? Because these sodas are packed with phosphoric acid. And phosphoric acid causes the body's acidity levels to increase. So you become more acid. And as a result, the body pulls calcium out of our bones in order to bring the acidity levels back to normal. So no diet sodas, soft drinks. Look on the label. You will see phosphoric acid. Okay, so the second one might surprise you, and that is table salt, that white table salt. And we've done research after research, specifically in postmenopausal women, because one of the uh, risk groups for poor bone health is once you've hit menopause, because that hormone estrogen is so important for our bones, and we really have to be mindful of looking and evaluating our bone health as we move into menopause. But postmenopausal women with high salt intake do lose more bone minerals than other women of the same age. So here is my solution, which also might surprise you. Replace that white table salt with pink Himalayan salt. And I know a lot of you are already doing this because it's we've we've learned a lot about the value of pink Himalayan salt, but let me tell you why. Because both salt, white salt, and pink Himalayan salt consist mostly of sodium chloride. You know that. But here's the difference. Pink Himalayan salt has up to 84 other minerals and trace elements, including big doses of minerals like potassium and calcium, which help maintain the vital mineral balance of our healthy bones. So folks, pink Himalayan salt. I want you to be replacing that table salt with pink Himalayan salt. Okay, number three. I know this is not great news, but excessive caffeine from all sources. You know caffeine is in uh, not just sodas and coffee, but other caffeinated drinks. So caffeine, when ingested excessively, and I'm telling you excessively, over 300 milligrams, let's say, a day. That's excessive. Mind you, I probably would suggest having less than that, but most of the research says over 300 milligrams would be considered excessive. Caffeine can begin leaching calcium, just like that white table salt, and sapping your strength. So over-consuming caffeine from all sources is a particular problem, especially when you don't get enough calcium or you don't get enough of those bone nutrients like calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin K. 
So here is a guide. A 16 ounce of coffee. So a regular cup of coffee would be about eight, eight ounces. 16 ounces has about 320 milligrams of caffeine. So I usually suggest one cup of coffee, eight ounce coffee, about what, 150, depends on the strength of the coffee, 150 milligrams. But 300 milligrams is usually considered excessive. And remember to consume those bone rebuilding nutrients. What are they again? Calcium, magnesium, vitamin K, vitamin D. Make sure you know your vitamin D level. I'm telling all my clients this. Know your vitamin D blood level and make sure it's around 66-0. Vitamin D is essential for bone health as it is for our immune system as well. And there is a way to assess your uh, vitamin D amounts that you need because not all doctors will give you a blood test or ask for a blood test with vitamin D. You've got to ask for it. Ask for a blood test for vitamin D. And then make sure it's around 60 and make sure you dose up to get your vitamin D level at the level that you need. If you're interested to know more about vitamin D, I've done many blogs. Just go to drkarenwolf.org in the search engine, type in vitamin D, and I've got all kinds of resources there for you as a vitamin D calculator to find out how do I know how much vitamin D I need based on what my blood level is now and where I want it to be. So go and search vitamin D. It's a very, very important topic. So another thing for, back to coffee, another thing for coffee addicts is to maybe mix decaf with caffeinated. It's a way to, to decrease your caffeine intake. Okay, folks. So I told you there would be four foods to, that are bad for your bones. <laughs> and the fourth is hydrogenated oils. Let's talk about hydrogenated oils. What are they? Well, first of all, you've got to know that hydrogenated oils are synthetic. Now, this doesn't make all fats bad. It's just hydrogenated fats because they are basically contaminated vegetable oils. They're contaminated with hydrogen gas under super high pressure. And this creates this synthetic oil. It's synthetic because in creating these hydrogenated oils, they destroy any naturally occurring vitamin K in those vegetable oils. And since vitamin K is essential for strong bones, just make sure you do not have any foods that contain these non-natural synthetic trans fats. So think fast food, frozen food, pastries, and most store-bought coffee creamers. Yes, coffee creamers that people are often addicted to have these hydrogenated trans fats. Now, to ensure that you're not having any of these synthetic fats, check the ingredient list. Even if the label reads trans fat free, because you've got to be careful, you've got to read the label, don't believe what it says on the cover, check for any hydrogenated oils or partially hydrogenated oils. That's what you're looking for on the label. Hydrogenated oils or partially hydrogenated oils. Those phrases are synonymous with synthetic trans fats and they're likely to be hidden there in your frozen foods and fast foods and store-bought coffee creamers. 
So I hope this has been helpful to learn about those amazing bones in our body and how to keep them strong. Remember, this is not medical advice. This is lifestyle wellness. And I hope that a few of these great ideas today about these four foods are things that you can apply immediately and share with friends. And don't forget, if you're interested to know more about bone health, go to the foundation for osteoporosis called the Osteoporosis Foundation. And also go to my website, drkarenwolf.org. In the search button, you can learn about more blogs and podcasts that I've written about. So until next time, this is Dr. Karen signing up from the Dr. Karen Health Show. Stay well and remember to love those that are close to you. Bye for now.